0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another edition of the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs, two-man power trip edition. You got the one,
1: the only, Nubian Sumo. Greetings and salutations.
0: (laughs) You you, you see how cool that was? You know, there's levels to cool. You got, you know of course you got rick flair cool you got magnum ta and dusty rose and the fur coat cool and then right below that just right right below that you got the newbie and sumo cool i aspire to be that cool one day and of course you got me the big guy kg uh here hey my wife joining us
1: No, oh, how you doing tonight
0: hey how you doing girl what's up you ain't gonna walk past me tonight, is you? Hmm. <laughs> I love that woman. I ain't even gonna lie, I love that woman to death. I would tell it, I would stand on the mountaintop and tell it. But uh ain't no butt. Hey, fuck a butt. I mean, I love that woman. To well, death. you'll probably doing be doing that later,
1: but that's another conversation.
0: So uh <laughs> well, first and foremost, you know we gotta do this right. What you smoking on, what you drinking on?
1: Okay, so to start off, Ruby and Sumo is being powered by the Avo Vasian Limited Edition 2021, which is usually their, one of the, one of their anniversary sticks. So this is something I had since uh, last year. And I've got a few of them that, I've been, that have been hidden from me. So I wound up finding them thanks to Mr. Raj last week so uh, you know him digging through the through the pile he was like oh what are these I was like yeah right <laughs> So thanks for finding those then we have the bullet ride 12 year There's a pretty pretty tasty beverage if I say so myself. Um nice flavor to it, uh nice body to it. Not nothing that no no heavy burn or anything to it. Just nice smooth drinking, something to sip, good sipper. So uh since I've been watching since I've been binge watching the the offer here on Paramount Plus, salute.
0: Indeed, indeed. I mean, I'm not as sophisticated as a Nubian Sumo, as you all know. You know, I'm. I don't have the, the the palate to smoke a nice stick and drink a nice bourbon. So, uh, the big guy KG is powered by Old Faithful uh, Arizona iced tea tonight. Uh, this is uh, what year was this came? I think this is made in 2022. Very smooth taste, very <laughs> sweet, no lemon. <laughs> It, it, it's it, it's pretty good. I, I love it. You know, I, I love it. You know, get a good swish around and it's good.
1: Ain't nothing Goes wrong with. Arizona. Ain't nothing wrong with oh, Arizona. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the uh, the remedy RX that uh and ginseng. That one, I love that. One. Yes.
0: yes, I used to put down at least two or three of those a day, and wonder why I couldn't sleep at night. Those right there make you feel good.
1: Oh yeah, those are nice. I like those.
0: So. so uh, Let's jump off into this thing tonight. We got some things to cover. Uh, Wrestling news. (laughs) Basically, around the globe of wrestling, um, got a couple of stories, and you put together, uh, once again, great production notes. Uh, First and foremost, um, Roman Reigns. He made an announcement. I guess it was a... I won't say announcement, but he hinted at some things this week. Uh, rumor of retirement and possibly going on and starting a movie career.
1: Well, there have been a lot of things that have come out. Uh, it started out a couple of weeks ago on a house show. And uh, I forget where it was. Uh, but he was saying that he wanted to make sure that he spoke to everybody. and he, It was pretty much out of character. It was pretty much out of his gimmick. But uh, he was saying that he was uh, wanting to thank everybody for coming out. He wanted to make sure he acknowledged everybody in the, in the audience because that may be the last time you see him in that city. Now, that sparked a lot of different uh, things that would that have come up uh, as far as his future, his contract, and different things of that nature. Now, it has been put out there that he did sign a, a new deal, a new contract. Um, I don't know if it was a uh, an extension, or if it was like just them making some changes because of his situation or his status within WWE right now. But the contract does state, from what I've read, that the contract doesn't have him doing a bunch of house shows. In appearances anymore, it's almost like been, it's been compared to a Brock Lesnar-esque contract. So um, now last week me and Don were talking about how, well it wasn't last week, it was a couple of weeks ago because well, KG was sitting in on that conversation how to get the belt off of Roman if he's not going to be around to defend it or if he's not going to be on television to uh, be there as the show up as the champion. But then this goes to my theory as to not being a champion, not having to be around as much, you know, um, to make to it more importance to the belt and to the status of world champion. And this also brings the other titles like the United States title, the Intercontinental title and whatnot, into the forefront, so that brings up their importance as well. So uh, we're going to just see what happens with this. Um, there is talk of him maybe doing some more movies at some point. Um, there was also conversation about that I've read about him and The Rock uh, at some point. But we're saying that it wouldn't make it, uh, like Jim Cornette was talking about how it wouldn't make sense For in Vince's eyes, and especially him actually working with Vince at one time, it wouldn't make sense for the Vince to bring the rock in and have the rock lose. But it wouldn't make sense also to weaken Roman with a loss, especially since the rock doesn't need a win. So there's a lot to there's a lot to that. And you wouldn't want to put neither one of them in a situation where it's like a disqualification or a no contest, because that wouldn't that that'd be a waste of a match, especially in a in a Royal Rump or in a main event or um or a main pay-per-view like WrestleMania, like they're talking about. So in my opinion, I'm just seeing this as kind of like a Brock Lesnar situation. Hopefully it won't be as bad or as lengthy as the Brock Lesnar situation ended up being. But they'll be able to control this a little better and make it more so a territorial-type situation, kind of like when Flair and Harley Race and all those guys back in the day were uh, traveling world champions, where you didn't get to see them on television every week. You didn't see them on every pay per view. You didn't see them all. They weren't available all the time, but they had a presence, whether it was in a promo or whether they were being talked about by the commentators or whatever the case may be. So we'll just have to see what happens and see how they run that new situation.
0: Now, you've said something about, you know, a champion being gone for a while. And you. Whenever we, we talk about this and we have this discussion, it always, I'm not going to say gets tense, but we always don't agree on it because of how I saw things as a kid versus how you saw it in the same, same time frame and you understood the business more. And now that I'm older, um, I understand the business a little bit more and I'm seeing the intercontinental in the US, I'm just seeing it take a steep decline. Maybe it's time that the champion does go away for a little bit. Even if he doesn't go away. But maybe just maybe you go a pay-per-view where he doesn't compete for the title. He, he, I mean, he doesn't wrestle with the title. You know, he cuts a few promos, talks a little shit, and, you know, that's about it. And then it's kind of like, yeah, I could give you a title shot, but I'd rather not. You know? Kind of almost like Triple H with Triple H will beat your
1: ass backstage. What a heel does. Right. Right. A heel doesn't want to defend his title. A heel feels like he should have the title and be able to defend it when he wants to and who he wants to defend it against. Agreed. So yeah. So yeah. So why not get why not give why not give um Roman that leeway? I mean he's had that for two years.
0: Wait, pull my coat and follow me on this one. You talk about a disqualification how many times did triple h get disqualified as a champion just to keep the belt and it just made you hate him more as a heel but she was you you thought about it in logic and said well god damn that's kind of smart he lost but he really didn't lose right so if you think about and as you were talking I was thinking I was like well you could bring The Rock in and, you know, it could end in a double a double disqualification of some sort or disqualification, and then you said, nah, that would take down, uh, that would kind of weaken Rome and that would kind of weaken what they're trying to do. And I thought about it like this. I want to say, what was that? When The Rock beat the shit out of Mankind and they pretty much had to stop it. You know, it was the I Quit match. They pretty much had to stop it and fake Mankind saying, I quit after the 19 headshots with the chair. I mean not nothing we not I know we not going to get that far but something along those lines where it turns Roman into this devious despicable heel and it kind of just builds up the reputation of Roman as a heel and that you know but you still get your disqualification you get your match and I'm 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 talking curtain jerker 20 minutes of straight action pack. I'm talking Superman punches, rock bottoms, uh, uh, a people's elbow, maybe two people's elbows, you know, a float over DDT, a sharpshooter, you know, all, all of these things. Every, every move that's in the book is in this 20 minutes. But it just ends in a disqualification.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. I'm just saying that why would it happen? you know you got yep. you got ma- you got a match you got a match in WrestleMania that you've been building up for once WrestleMania happens three years and you put, and don't and let's 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 be honest. the only reason rock would be in this match would be as a promotion for some movie that he's about to do or something that he's about to start up on and Around WrestleMania time next year, what do you have? You have Black Adam for Marvel that he's working on now. You've got the XFL that's going to start up. So, I mean, the Stone Cold Steve Austin got into the last WrestleMania just to push a beer. So... You know, the, he's gonna have—he's—he's—he's gonna—he's ha- not gonna have a reason to be there. But what would be the reason for the match? For them to go—it's you know, gonna have this three-year buildup as to what if, and then all of a sudden it ends in some type of disqualification. That would have to me for me it would have to be some type unless they unless they pull this off brilliantly. I mean they would would. I, I would need some kind of closure on that. I would. Just but that's just me.
0: Yeah, but they're not gonna pull it off. They're not gonna pull it off brilliantly because they don't have the writers to do it.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um man, uh let me see what we got. WrestleManiacs. Uh next up. Tammy Sitch.
1: Tammy Sitch, oh. Now, the reason I put this in the production notes, I know we already had talked about uh, Tammy and her situation, but there was a tweet that went out from Bill DeMott that stated that he was thinking that she should be taken out of the Hall of Fame because of her situation. Tammy then came out and replied saying that, oh, this all this coming from a man who abused women and degraded his students while he was in uh, while he was trying to train his students and this this is coming from you of all people. So you know I just found it interesting that you know this will come out plus the fact that it is it has come to pass that she will be in jail until her trial, which she's looking at a long stretch. After the after all this, I mean, she's gone beyond three strikes on, on, on you know. So, uh, I just wanted to get everybody's opinion as to, you know, what they were thinking about it, about the, the my situation and whatnot. Does she? Really, I mean, they've, they've taken people out of the Hall of Fame for a lot less. So,
0: yeah, and they won't let certain can- people in for something All that we're right not more. even sure that actually happened but
1: All right so so what do you think about that uh
0: number one her 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 allegations you know this cuz I, I got to call it allegations because I can't say well yeah that happened I was I wasn't there and right. I can't I can't you know pull a defamation of character on Bill DeMott about something that I wasn't there for that's number one. Number two, have these allegations been founded? Have they been proven? Uh, do we know that they're true? Uh, has Do we have an a outcry witness? I mean, all of that. That's When she said that, I was like, damn, that's kind of damaging and he can sue the shit out of you if that's not true.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was never taking the court about it, right?
0: And I ain't. No, I've he never, never heard anything. I'm not saying it never happened, but I've never heard anything.
1: I've never I don't recall him ever going to court over this. It, just, it was just one of those uh, me to or speak out situations back in those days in the day. Um I don't recall ever, anything going to court or any type of legal situation happening uh around that. So, uh yeah, that could. That could be like a defamation or a libel situation. You know, it could turn into something. And she's already, she's already got a, she already got a bill on her, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so, we, uh, we
0: we kicked it around. That was I, I asked you, I said, you know, let's put up her bail money. You know, let, let, let's go ahead and give her a little bail money. And you said, for what? <laughs> I mean, I can be, I mean. Hell, if we would have put up the bail money, we'd have lost our damn, we would lost our deposit
1: because she went right back to jail right after that. Exactly. Right at, you was,
0: know, was even was it even a Does month. After put the same good money
1: bad, you know, you know, shoot, you
0: know. It wasn't even a whole month, and she went back to jail. She was gone back to jail immediately. So, you know, unfortunate situation, but it's a a line that everybody uses. I got it from Jordan Grace. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, I did see what she said there. <laughs> and that was a good. One. Ever, ever since she tweeted that, I love using that when somebody does something dumb, and it's going to wind up getting you in more trouble. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And you getting behind the wheel and driving after you've been drinking. You know, even in when you're in somebody else's car. In
1: somebody else's car. And, and then, then you they're saying that, and then they're saying that he might be li- he might be uh, liable for this situation. Might be li- um, there might be some repercussions coming his way too for letting her have his car, and then knowing her situation, because she wasn't so, she was on a suspended license too, wasn't she? She had no license. She had no license.
0: They about to take you all the way down to Chinatown. Fuck that! You're right. going down for years, because th- the amount of charges and they can just sit there and just stack charges on top of them.
1: Yeah, and you you better hope whatever she was driving, had, she was behind the wheel driving someone else's car under the influence, speeding at enough speed that she could not slow down fast enough to run into the back of somebody else's car and kill them not to mention he was elderly so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a lot to that it's it's a whole lot to that and you know what i i'm just wondering what was so important to make her have to go out and do all and, and just have to have to deal with have to deal at all, with a car, being yeah. out, whatever. Why couldn't <laughs> she, call, she Why better... couldn't she call a Lyft or an Uber? Why couldn't old boy take her? Take her.
0: Exactly. It's so why many. Couldn't,
1: why couldn't her drug dealer come to her? <laughs> <laughs> they do make house calls now. Come hey, on now. You, hey, depending on how much money you putting out, and how much you buying, they will come to your. They will. They will deliver.
0: Come on now. Know? But so here's I the mean, thing yeah. her only hope right now is whatever time they give her and it's gonna be time every charge has got to carry she probably hit the maximum of every charge she better hopes that she serves that time concurrently not consecutively and for those that don't know at home concurrently means you serve all the sentences at once so she get five here 15 here 10 10 and five. She's serving them all at the same time. Instead of serving the five years, okay, now you're going to serve the 10. Okay, now you're going to serve the other 15 and the 15 concurrently. If she gets it concurrently, I think she got a sweet deal. Now, if they give it to her consecutively, they're trying to keep her locked up and off the streets, which is, yeah.
1: I mean, at this present point, you need to. I mean, she's got 17 different charges before this. And overpending pending, too. Yeah, she got some some of those are still pending. So I mean, yeah, that's uh So I'm I'm guessing God, the, uh, God looks God looks out for children and fools and I hope she won them both. <laughs>
0: I'm 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 guessing the porn money didn't 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 last, did it?
1: Oh no, the porn money wasn't much at all. I don't think it, I don't I don't think you can I don't think she got any money hardly off of that porn deal. So I mean she should, for what she did?
0: Oh man, that I, it's women that do that one scene. That's like eight thousand dollars right there just to do it. Not to mention the residual off of it, off, off of distribution. From what I heard, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she got
1: any money off of distribution. That's where you make your money at. You get your upfront, I know, money, which is why I say, which is why I say she didn't make any money because I don't think that this thing got distribu- distributed to. I, I don't think so.
0: And you telling? Well, shoot, it was on. Uh, them things the next day, but you telling me we couldn't have been her manager and got her a better deal than that, we could have got her a sweet deal. She wouldn't have had to do none of this.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. We could have got her a sweet well, we, deal. We could, we, 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 could have got hey, we could have gotten uh Ricky Williams a better deal than he got if, that, if we'd have been around.
0: <laughs> oh man, oh, shit.
1: we could have done better than Master p Oh my god, <laughs> you know
0: what it's funny before we move on it's funny you bring that up because they said uh when it first when that deal dropped they said you know no limit sports screwed ricky williams so bad that they had to roll over and take a cigarette uh, and smoke a cigarette that's how bad he got screwed in that deal
1: oh yeah oh yeah i mean as soon as i heard that deal i was like ooh
0: and he said it he said he didn't start making money until he left New Orleans and signed with Miami, he said right. that's when he started making money because he, he right. was actually getting
1: more money. That rookie deal, oh my god! Mm. But hey, you know some some lessons have to be learned the hard way, and you know he was more concerned in smoking his weed than trying to make trying to trying to have a career. So
0: shit, don't he and got like, his own strand of weed too? Him, <clears> him <throat> like, I, I believe I he know, does. He got, I know he got a dispensary. I think in Canada but I'm think about this sure he, would. He, he did all of that all he wanted to do was smoke and now it's pretty much legal as hell and this man went through hell and high water lost pretty much almost all of his career because of a plant that grows out of the ground that's now legalized shows you shows yeah. you, shows you, shows you
1: Okay. so next up we want to talk about um AEW okay, AEW, what type of Yes, it's come out in an interview with Tony Khan that, and the, the question was asked of him about more titles being in um, AEW, especially a trios title or six or six man title that um, has been talked about or rumored about. Now, he did say that there were six man title belts that were already made that, he'd already, that he already has in his office and in his possession so uh those are in the works as to when it's just a matter of time as to when they will they will make their appearance he says there are also some other titles that he's looking at bringing into the fold so um as you all know from past shows and how i feel about the amount of titles within a certain organization i can't go puff on that let that marinate anyway so I can see a three-man title being in the works because, I mean, they look at all the factions that are in AEW. I mean, really. But my thing is, why put together a trios title when you just bought a six-man title? Ring of Honor has a six-man title that... You have none of the members. Of, well, actually, let me think. No, you don't have any of the members of the six-man champions in your organization. You had one in your in, in that was wrestling in dark at one time, but you let him slip by you, and now he's wrestling for New Japan Strong, in J.P.W. Strong, so. I mean, you got you got six-man titles that are already established that you could bring into the fold. So why would you bring up another one, or why would you make up another one? I don't know. What other titles would you bring in? I mean, you've got your world title. You've got a secondary title in the TNT Championship. You've got your women's title. You've got the secondary title in the TBS Championship. You got a tag title. You're gonna bring in a trios title. That's six titles. You're gonna bring in a cruiserweight title, a junior heavyweight title. I mean, or, or, or a middleweight championship. I mean, that would be the only one. That would be the only other one that would make sense. But then again, everybody in your organization can probably qualify for that. That. that junior heavyweight, cruiserweight, middleweight, whatever you want to call it, title. I mean, you don't have any real super heavyweights that could differentiate, you know, so I don't know. I Like I said, I I, I can get down with a trios title only because you got so many factions and you can, de- you can kind of move that title around, but, and I'll sign off on a junior heavyweight or a cruiserweight championship, but that's it. Anything else? You need to chill. Let me
0: say this. Let me let me let me say this. Um, I know you don't like the abundance of belts, but I mean, I don't think AEW has a big enough roster for a belt like that. But I mean it would make sense, but with them already having Ring of Honor, your roster gotta be big enough to be able to have that many belts. And I you know, WWE roster is huge on you know, both brands. NXT and they did bring back the European title and NXT UK and I was so disappointed that that title was never elevated back to where it once was like I don't even know if they, do they still compete for the the European title anymore
1: no the European title never made it to you in UK they they, they they started the WWE UK title they start. They, they just like the just like NXT has their own title. Mm-hmm. NXT UK has a title, and that's a title that um, that um, Volta had all that time, and Ilya right. Dragunov, I believe, still has it. So they never brought back the European title. Now you may be thinking about Drew McIntyre coming out recently saying that he would like to have the European title reinstated because that was a title that he always wanted to hold. I mean, and he's come out with that within the last week. So he,
0: he, um, he got some big shoes to fill because greatest European title uh, winners, uh, D'Lo Brown, uh, Shane McMahon. About to say, you
1: better say D'Lo first.
0: Yeah, D'Lo, <laughs> D'Lo, because D'Lo, Shane McMahon, and X Pac battled for that title for so long. But they brought they brought prominence to it. Uh, Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, battled for it for so long. And it was prominence brought to that title. And then all of a sudden it just became like, whatever, it's here. But, I mean, you can look at it. Kurt Angle was another one. You know, the Euro Intercontinental Champion, even though he wasn't yeah. the first. The Euro, the Euro Continental the Champion, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the first. D'Lo Brown was the first. Because he was the first, right. Yeah, he beat uh, the Godfather. And it was a triple threat match. The Godfather and somebody else. He beat them for, for uh, both belts. And it used to actually be in the montage of the original SmackDown of him winning both belts. And crazy thing is, d is intercontinental champion. And he gave Mark Henry the European champion, championship right. a couple nights later. But right. d is intercontinental champion. Even in those days, you know, they never used him right to put him, to elevate him to main event status. I would agree with that. So you know they just never they it never panned out where they used him
1: correctly, but um right he was more so he was more so a heater with um with the nation you know he yeah. was kind of like he was kind of like one of their forces he was never mm-hmm. really used right and then you know once they gave him the title I mean they gave him a nice little run with the belts but you know he was never really he never really went oh went into main event status he was always like. Top tier mid car, you know, but uh, but you, you, people knew him, yeah, people knew who he was, and a lot of people hurt their necks
0: trying to do that damn head shake.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just laugh at him. Uh, I just laugh at him because of the story I was told by New Jack about him when I asked about it back in the day. But you know, that's a, that's a, that's a story <laughs> for another show.
0: But AW bringing a title. And if they could, if they could get the, the clearance for you already have two TV titles, you know, TBS and TNT, those are your TV titles. That, that Those have to be defended on TV. Please. You got to defend those on TV.
1: And then not to mention, you got a whole nother company you got to bring titles back for. So, I mean, yeah, you,
0: what do you need another? What do you need a brand, brand new title for that you got to make up every it's, it's already sitting there? You got you bought Ring of Honor. Everything from Ring of Honor is yours. Just like when WWE bought WCW, everything is yours. The
1: TV title, the Cruiserweight title, all of that was yours. And you didn't well, they, use they, they, it. Dealing, they're dealing with the world title, with Gresham. They got the TV title with Samoa Joe. They're not really doing anything with the tag titles. Uh, well, no. FTR has the tag titles. I'm sorry. FTR has the tag titles. Um the women's championship has gone to uh, Mercedes Martinez who's one of theirs. Uh the only the only belt that they don't really deal with is the six man tag titles that, that, that came from um Ring of Honor. So like I said, why not incorporate that and say, look, okay. We're bringing in these tag titles. As a matter of fact, why don't you use that title, the six-man titles, to bridge the two companies? Have the have the champion, the, the the trio's champion go back and forth between the two companies. Kind of like they what they're doing with the women's tag championships with um WWE. Why not do that? here's another one for you that I just thought
0: about when you said bridge the companies, what if you take those ring of honor titles and not only defend them on your own TV, but you know, open, open challenge and something that we're going to get into later on, but you go different places. If you go and you open those doors and you go to different Indies, you know, you come to Maryland, you do MCW, uh, God, I can, of course I'm drawing a blank on all the indies that's uh up and down the east coast, FCW, Ohio Valley. You go all these places and you show those titles off at house shows and things like that. And
1: you well, have they're talking about people. making they talking about making ring of honor a developmental type situation, so that could happen. I, that could but happen. But wouldn't I mean, that you know, wouldn't that diminish the legacy of Ring of Honor? No, it wouldn't. It would actually perpetuate the because the legacy of Ring of Honor because that's what Ring of Honor did. But I never Ring, s- of Honor, Ring of Honor Ring of Honor would move around to different organizations and defend their belts. And that's what made them a world championship. Real Honor, the Ring of Honor title is a legitimate world title because it it's around defended around the world. In, it's been defended in Japan, it's been defended in Germany, it's been defended in Australia. It's been defended everywhere. So I mean so to say you to, to say that you are a world champion in ring of honor you are a true world champion as opposed to aew which hasn't left the cup com- which hasn't left the country yet
0: right but see i always saw ring of honor not as de- i mean not developmental i've always found ring of honor as you have wwe you had new japan you had tna you had Ring of Honor. All of those were on the same level to me as majors. And then underneath of them, you had your Indies, your MCWs, your OVWs, your FCWs. You know, uh God, what the hell is the one in uh, Tennessee? Um, It's not Midwest. Anymore. What is Tennessee? Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain. And you had, you know, those are your, your ones underneath the majors. But I always saw Ring of Honor as one of the majors, you know, one of the four majors that you had. I never saw them as developmental. I, yeah, they get around. I mean, well, when, no, 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 it, no. When, when I say development, developmental, I mean that's what
1: when I see when I say developmental, I mean that's what Tony Khan is trying to, is going to do with it. But and that's what I'm saying.
0: To bump them down to that after they've been a major for so many years, and we've seen wars and we've seen stars come through there and make their name and then go on to great things, but also come back. And we've seen the Greshams, we've seen the Jay Lethals. You know, headline this company, and then you bump them down to developmental. Here's where
1: here's 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 where I think this is going. Okay, and this is just a theory of mine. Okay, Tony Khan is somewhat of a wrestling historian. Okay, he was a he's been a fan for a while, and he was a fan of Jim Cornette. He was a fan of NWA, and he was a fan of you know the territorial days. Okay, now. He may liken this to the situation like NWA, okay. In mid-Atlantic, in mid-Atlantic, Jim Crockett, you had the World Heavyweight Championship. That's where the title was pretty much based, okay, with Rick Flair and all of them, okay. In those days, especially in the late '70s, early '80s, the gateway to the world, the world's heavyweight championship was the Florida Heavyweight Championship in Florida Championship Wrestling run by Eddie Graham. In order to get to the world champion, you had to have at least held or at the time held the Florida Heavyweight Championship. That was your that was your key in, in the door. It wasn't the United States Championship because there were versions of there were variations of the United States Championship all over the all over the territory in different organizations. It wasn't the National Championship because that was a bridge. That National Championship was almost the original television championship at one time before the television championship became a title. So. It was so you know you had folks like Dusty Rhodes and um, Lex Luger and Barry Windham and folks like that that were holding the Florida Heavyweight Championship. They were like, okay, the, we're we're setting these folks up to be next in line. The only one that I didn't, the only one that didn't never held the Florida Championship that I know of that wound up getting a shot. Uh, with flair or the world's championship was Kerry von Erick But that was a situation with his father in the NWA that they made that happen, especially after David died. So <clears throat> so yeah, um I would I say all that to say this. Tony Khan makes Ring of Honor a developmental championship, a, a developmental territory or developmental company under AEW. You got to get the number one headband to get to the AW World Championship. You go to Ring of Honor, build yourself up, get the get the Ring of Honor title. Come to television, come to Dynamite. I got the belt. What you gonna do? I'm your next contender. I hold this. This is my ticket to the champ, to the title.
0: Had to unmute myself there. Hmm. Okay. Now, 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 I'm all about throwing monkey wrenches in there. Now, you got this, let's call him Wrestler A. Where's the title down there, right? Comes up to TV. And let's just say um, Hangman Page is, is your world champion in AEW right now. And, you know, hypothetical. Is it title for title? Or does he have to relinquish the title? once he, like if uh, he beats Hangman Page, he has to relinquish the title, or does he get to hold both belts? If Hangman P- Page beats him, does he get to hold both belts? Or, you know, it's just basically you just got your ass up, get the hell out of here.
1: Depends on the situation. Depends on what they want to do with it. Depends on the storyline they want to have. It, it depends. They could say, okay, I got the, I got the Ring of Honor title. I want my title shot. Okay, well, you got to give up the title to, to get your title shot. Fine. Option C. Here you go. I want my title shot. Okay. Down the line. They got a big show coming up. And they're trying to push it. Okay. Uh, i tell you what. You're the champion. You're the champion. Winner takes all. Champion goes back and forth between the two companies for a little while, see what happens. Somebody says, "Okay, well, they put up a stipulation, okay? If you win by if you win by pinfall, you keep both belts. If you win by tap out, you win both belts. No, 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 no. no. Okay. So, okay, so if you if you win by if you win by pinfall or submission, you win both belts." If you win by count out or disqualification, you get the ring of honor bell. You know, different situations. Or, or they can defend the title separately, however they want to do it. It's like I said, it depends on the storyline and what they want to do with it. You know, just like they did with Roma. They never had to give, they never had to do that unification match. They never had to do it. Why did they do it? <laughs> they needed ratings they needed people to watch ratings you know what I'm saying yeah they needed people to they, they want they wanted to bring a spectacle so what did they do they made not only did they put Brock and Roman together, they made a unification match you know it, it just it just depends it, it, it depends on the need of the company at that time so it can happen. Okay. Will they do? Will they pull a Nikita Koloff? Right back in the day when they, when when um when Jim Crockett Promotions bought UWF, Terry Taylor was the was the um UWF Television Champion. Nikita Koloff was the NWA Television World Television Championship. They unified those belts. Nikita Coloff wound up winning. Okay. You, I'm can do, to- you, can do, you can do that. You can make that happen. Think about think about it. Uh Samoa Joe versus well, who would it be right now? Samoa Joe versus Scorpion Sky to unify the television championships. Damn good match. Damn good match. Match, match match, worthy enough for Forbidden Door? a Forbidden Door pay-per-view? Of course. Maybe? Of course. Match good enough for maybe an all-out or a uh, double wait, wait, or nothing?
0: Wait, wait, wait. If you do Forbidden, if you do Samoa Joe, you, and AEW has to do this, and they got to do this before the end of the year, you got to give me Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, please.
1: Oh no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You gotta give me that. No, no, no. It's going to to happen, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's going to happen because it's a historical match within Ring of Honor. The Summer of Punk, they're going to relive that at some point. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and this is just, like I said, this is just my opinions. I'm thinking that once Ring of Honor gets started and gets rolling, and they put the title on, they put the AEW title on CM Punk, that that's when they're going to make that happen. Because it's got to be of some significance. It can't be just we're we putting them two together just yeah. to put them together. It's yeah. got to it's got to be significant. It's got to be for the AEW championship.
0: I'll take that. I will take that. Now, though so this one, uh, are we gonna go to the last one for wrestling news or?
1: Oh yes, we definitely got to do that. one. I wanted to save that one for the last. That's why I jumped in for AEW. All right, make sure that, that happened. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Ibushi. Now, for those who, aren't, who are familiar with Kota Ibushi, Kota Ibushi is a Japanese wrestler. He was best friends with Kenny Omega. Uh, they had a uh, tag team together called the Golden Lovers uh, back in DDT and within uh, New Japan before um, Kenny Omega left. Um, Kota Ibushi has been going through some things lately as far as injuries are concerned. He had a, a very bad uh, shoulder injury during the G1 two years ago um, for uh, uh, in, the, in the final against Okada Um, while they wound up having to end that match early because of his injury, and Okada wound up winning the G1, which led to his world championship uh, run that he's currently on. Um, He has been on Twitter very upset and and, 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 and calling out the president of um, New Japan Pro Wrestling and to talk, saying things like uh, Take Your Shots talking about sexually harassing bosses and um, cheaters within that organization. Um, and in, in the first quote, in the first tweet, he stated, and I quote, I'll expose all the former cheaters and sexually harassing bosses from the company president's lies to his unreasonable power harassment at this time, get prepared for this. Tokyo Sports and TV Asahi, too. I don't care. So Tokyo Sports and TV Asahi are are uh, television companies that have deals with New Japan to um, show their product on their television. So yeah, I mean they went. They these two guys, uh, Kenny um, Kota Ibushi. Was going back and forth with a gentleman by the name of. Uh, I just saw his name. Hold on a minute. Uh, Kikuchi. His name. His name. His name is Kikuchi, and I'm glad Don's not here because I'd had to meet to him on that name. Um, they were going back and forth. Uh, he was now. The reason for this is, and I'm hoping I get the timeline correct because I think, and I think I do. Um, like I said, he got hurt during the G1 two years ago. He was supposed to be on the card for the following New Japan Cup, but he was still hurt, and uh, the doctors didn't clear him to be in the in the tournament. So Kikuchi wound up taking him off of the card or the schedule for that tournament. G1 comes back around, and and um, I think he I think during training, Ibushi wound up getting, re injuring his shoulder. So he said he wasn't ready, or he wasn't well enough or healed enough to come into the G1. So he asked that he he be taken out of the G1. But pressure was put on him to try to get back and get himself into a healthy situation to where he would be able to be available for Wrestle Kingdom this past Wrestle Kingdom, this past January. So that didn't happen. And so now, you know they're trying to pressure him into getting back into everything and, and back, getting back into um wrestling getting back into wrestling and he's saying you know i'm not ready you know i'm not ready or i'm i'm not i'm not feeling the situation that i'm in right now i'm not appreciating the pressure that you all are putting on me so um, ibushi was like if i'm told if I, so um to kaguchi suggested that the they, that New Japan end their contract with Ibushi. So, uh, and he's saying he's saying this. He said this to him, but Ibushi comes back on Twitter saying, "If I'm told to do so from the New Japan side, I can't complain. I'll get things settled. It's fine if you just fire me." So. He was so. Then he goes. Gucci goes on to say, "Well, I don't want to do that. What happened to you?" And these are tweets. This is these are tweets between these two on Twitter. There's then Gucci goes. There's no reason whatsoever. I have no excuse either. And either I have no excuse either. And I don't know why, but I can't align with the company's rules. If this atmosphere is too weird then it can be quick, so you can cut me with no remorse." And so then a fan chimed in, asking about, asking about the situation. And Abushi and responded, as we discussed, it turned out that what's black is still black. I'm not a robot. Kaguchi stinked once he wanted me to return before Wrestle Kingdom if I was healed up. I endured through it. So they, they're going back and forth, and they're doing all these things. And he's saying that he wants to get out of his contract. Now, I find this funny, and I find the timing kind of ironic, being that all this Forbidden Door stuff with the pay-per-view, Kenny Omega Eventually going to be coming back. AEW having a relationship with Kota Ibushi through Kenny Omega. I'm thinking that he's. I'm thinking this is a power play to try to get out of his a uh, contract and um and get into AEW. Now, when Kota Ibushi in 2019 signed his new contract. It was a, it comes to find out it was a three year deal, but he said in a promo that it was a lifetime deal where he was going to be with new Japan for the rest of his life in some capacity. But come to find out it was a three year deal. And that deal is about to be up. So, What do you think? Where do you think this is going? Oh, man, it, it's obvious. It, it,
0: think about this. If he doesn't walk away, there's no breach of contract. If he gets fired. He's free to sign. I mean, of course, they're not going to give him a 90-day no-complete clause. You know, that's a, a, a WWE thing. They're not going to do that. Hey, go spread your wings, do what you want. But he's trying to get this dag on release so he can go to AEW. Won't we'll go where the boys. At I mean, I, I don't plus the see- fact
1: plus the fact there's another there's another there's another little niche in here too, because AEW has signed a deal to to kind of exchange wrestlers, exchange product with the DDT organization. They've got a guy that's over there right now that is dealing with DD that's from DDT that's that's been on. Uh, rampage and on Dynamite that was that was there during one of their tournaments a couple of years ago. So kodabushi still has a relationship with DDT. I'm sure he could go back to DDT if he wanted to. <laughs> does he go to DDT and enter aew that way? does he go to AEW outright?
0: Where the money at? The money would be going into the AEW outright. And prop money and freedom, because it seems like AEW does not trip off of, you know, you being on the road for 350 days a year. AEW seems a little bit more lenient. And plus, AEW doesn't travel around the country as much either. So I would think that, you know, he would go straight into AEW sign his contract, work his way in, get himself going, and never know.
1: But he could also get one of those Good Brothers deals like like the Good Brothers have with Impact, where if he does sign with DDT, he could do both. And then he could make his base in DDT, not have to move to the United States, and if he did need to work AEW, he could. Hmm. Just playing devil's advocate here, you know. I'm just, just, just spitballing. I like it. I like it. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like
0: it. I like it. I like it. But there's so many, so many different avenues you could take. But oh, I like it.
1: I mean, it's 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 all out there. I mean, it's wide. Once he leaves New Japan, I mean, it's it's wide open because I mean, Kota Ibushi is that is that type of wrestler that could go that could come into United States and pretty much get work everywhere. And with his relationship with Kenny Omega, that's another tag. That's another to get the Golden Lovers back together in New Japan. Kota Ibushi could lead a contingent from DDT into New Japan and have kind of like a invasion type thing, where they wrestle where Kenny, he and Kenny end up wrestling each other. You know, it's 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 all it's all kinds of situations that come out of this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's 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 just interesting, and the time and like I said, the timing is what makes this really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, who boy, the
0: timing. It's always about the timing. But if you start early, he ain't got the word to that con when that contract's up, he can get in there early. So I'm sure he's already talking with the cons about, you know, what do I do? Somehow, some way, give it a couple of weeks. It'll all come out.
1: Oh, he's, I'm sure, I'm sure him and Kenny are on the phone constantly. And Kenny is probably his con, his, his plug to Tony Khan. Probably yeah, so. and, and I'm sure, and, and Kenny is and Kenny is all in his ear. I mean, every Japanese wrestler that you see coming through uh that's not new that's not new Japan is most likely through Kenny. <laughs> Riho, sheep uh Akashita, uh all of those, all those women wrestlers, uh, this guy from DBT, all of those are affiliated some kind of way with Kenny. So from his relationships when he was in Japan so is <clears throat> like i said we we'll, we'll, we'll keep I'll, I'll try to keep you abreast on what's going on with this situation because this this is going to turn into something real soon i'm sure i'm sure right. i'm sure new Japan is not going to be lingering on this for so long. All right, so uh, next up, we're gonna go in. I'm gonna uh, give you all a quick recap of what happened last week with under, with uh, the Impact Under Siege, um, pay per view, <clears throat> which wound up leading into what happened on last Thursday, which would have which has a lot of interest in what's going to happen here in the next few weeks. Uh, so, <clears> to <throat> start the show off. Uh, they had in the pre show they had. Um, Raj Singh and Shira going up against uh Heath and Rhino, of which um Heath and Rhino wound up winning that match. You had the Laredo Kid versus Mike Bailey versus Rich Swan, which I told you there was supposed to be a match with Rich Swann and um Alex Shelley on the on the main card, but Alex Shelley had some um scheduling issues, so he wound up, they, he, he wasn't on the card at all, so they moved Rich Swann to the pre-show, and Rich Swann wound up in winning that match, which pretty much leads to his uh, new solo situation, because now, um, <clears throat> as I stated earlier in, another, in an earlier show, um, Willie Mack has asked, has been released, he chose not to re-sign with uh, Impact Wrestling, so now he's in um out on his own again in the Independence. So we'll be seeing him around in different organizations soon, I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> for the Knockouts World Tag, Tag Team Championships, um, uh, excuse me, for the, knock- the Knockouts Champion, Madison Reign, it was in a singles match with Tennille Dashwood um, ringside versus Giselle Shaw, which Giselle Shaw wound up winning that match. And, and um Giselle Shaw is now in a situation with Alicia, who is Eddie Edwards' wife. So they formed a little they formed a little team together. And so um that'll come up, that's gonna come up on the Thursday show that I'll bring up in a little bit. Uh, Steve Macklin had a, had a match against Chris Sabin, of which Chris Sabin won that match. Uh, you had the AAA Reign of the Reigns champion, Vatiah Valkyrie uh giving a rematch to Deonna Purrazzo the former champion uh and uh Taya Valkyrie wound up winning that match now in at the end of that match uh Deonna Purrazzo wound up jumping um Taya Valkyrie and um the lights went out and you know what that means so now Mia Yim has returned to Impact Wrestling. Funny thing about that is about two days before Mia Yim made her appearance, a story came out that Tony Khan wasn't interested in a former WWE wrestler. Wonder how Mr. Lee felt about that. Anyway... (laughs)
0: That's his wife
1: But, I, but I, see Mia, I see Mia Yim being in a better situation In Impact than she would have been In AEW being that she has History with Impact uh, She was with Impact before she went To WWE and she's Got a lot of things that she could uh, Actually pick up especially The um, we're putting her Directly into the title picture Against Tasha Steele which I think would be a good match for those two, as well as picking up the um, storyline that she had with Rosemary, that that was very, that went a good while and was doing very well before she left. So they could definitely pick that up and uh, start that again. So I look forward to that. Uh, the X Division Champion Ace Austin what gave gave a rematch to uh, Trey Miguel for the title, and Ace Austin retained his title, which. I expect it to happen being that Ace Austin is part of the best of the super juniors tournament within new Japan and for the X division champion and the X division belt to be seen in Japan uh, on Japan television, Japanese television would be uh, beneficial to uh, impact wrestling. So he's going to be there representing them as champion. Uh, Honor the team of honor, no more Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Kenny King, and Vincent uh, went up against the Bullet Club. Jay White, Chris Bay, El Fantasmo, and the Good Brothers, of which um, of which uh, Honor No More wound up winning that match. You had, uh, for the Knockouts World Championship, Tasha Steels went up against uh, Havoc of which Tasha Steele's wound up retaining that belt. So she's beaten Rosemary and Havoc from the Decay group. So that kind of eliminates them from title contention and kind of opens things up for uh, Mia Yim, but I'll be getting into that a little bit later. Uh, the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, wound up going up against Violent um, by Design, who was represented by Eric Young and Diener. For the Impact World Championships, a lot about Zion being the champions. And the Briscoes wound up winning that match. So the Briscoes are now the new Impact World Tag Team Champions, adding to their collection of belts that they've been collecting all over the place. And for the uh, main event, the world champion, Josh Alexander, went up against Tomohiro Ishii, of which uh, Josh Alexander wound up winning. That match. So um, that card ended up leading to this past Thursday, where there um, you was know, some interesting things happening to set up for the, their next pay per view, which is going to be uh, Slammiversary on June 19th. Now, Slammiversary is their anniversary show that they have, and this will be their 20th anniversary show. And and it's going to be in Nashville. And I I see that they're going to, just from this past Thursday show, they're going to be doing a lot of throwbacks and and bringing in a lot of um, history into this pay-per-view. Because the first thing they announced was they had, uh, one of the things that they announced was that they had had, um, Gail Kim come out during the show, and I'm and I'm not giving the whole show. I'm just giving the highlights uh, that are that are relevant. Um, she came out in the ring and she announced that there was going to be a the first ever Queen of the Mountain match. Now, for those who are not familiar with this match, that uh, it was actually called the King of the Mountain match, which is a match that was thought of and mastered by Jeff Jarrett. This was his like go-to match. So what it is, they get a bunch of they get a bunch of guys, usually no more than eight or ten. I think I think I've seen it go to up to ten at one time. And what they do, they start out. Everybody starts out outside of the ring. Match starts outside of the ring. First aspect for you is to go into the ring. Is to get yourself into the ring to qualify for the next set set segment of the match the next stage of the match. So, those from those ten, you get six that get into the ring. From those six, you start a match inside the ring. Now, um, the belt is suspended above the um, above the ring, so it's all so it's going to end up being a ladder match at some point. But in order to get to qualify. For get to get to the to the uh, ladder, to get to the belt, you have to pin somebody. So once you're on the, if you got ten on the floor. You get into the, you end up and get into the ring. Six get into the ring. Up within those six, you pin somebody. So I am in the ring. I'm me and T, me and KG and Don are in the ring, right? KG pins me, so he qualifies. I have to go into a penalty box for two minutes because I got pinned, taking me out of the match. KG now qualifies to grab a ladder and go after the belt. Now, nobody else gets to get – out of all the six, they can all pin somebody and get qualified for the belt but whoever gets pinned has to go into this penalty box at any time. So whoever gets the belt winds up winning the match. Now they announced the queen of the mountain match, which is going to be uh, Diana Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Tasha Steeles, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim in this match. Being that it's only five people, I'm thinking they're going to get rid of the um, – Outside of the ring aspect of this match, so it'll be it'll be pretty much they'll probably they'll probably still use the uh, penalty box situation and 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 turn this into a ladder match and just see what happens with that. But um, it'll be interesting to see because this match they haven't had a King of the Mountain match since TNA um, ended and Impact began. So we'll see what happens with that match. That that should be interesting. Now, uh, they're also going to have an Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship, of which uh, Kenny King wound up um, wound up being the first participant outside of Ace Austin to uh, get into this match. So they'll be having matches uh, over the next few weeks to try to build up this card. And they're going to have six guys in this match. So um, we'll see what happens there. Now another throwback that they ended up having was a gauntlet for the gold, which is their version of the Royal Rumble, and it was but it and so they had um, twenty guys staggered. You know, you had first two guys come in, they uh, wrestled for like five minutes. Then you had another guy come in two minutes after for two minutes uh, after that. And two minutes after that, everybody came in. They said two minutes for the first guy, and then a minute, ninety seconds for everybody after that. But you know, it was what it was. So, you know, they probably used Titan Titan time on that, like like everybody else does. But uh, anyway, they had the twenty. They had the twenty guys. It was interesting that they started the match with Chris Sabin versus Alex Shelley. And I thought that was interesting the way that they started it out. But um The only surprise entrant that was in there was the return of Shark Boy. Now, now for those of you who don't know who Shark Boy is, Shark Boy is a guy who was in in TNA. He He was like this gimmick wrestler who was dressed up as a shark, had a mask on, but during the later part of his career, he bumped his head and it changed his character, or changed, or his, or his personality changed to where he took on the personality of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he started going around talking and, and pulling off the moveset set of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, to the point where he was going around, he was talking about, "Oh shell, yeah." <laughs> And he kept that character for this, and he was in for like maybe two or three minutes, and they got rid of him. But the winner of this was Eric Young. Eric Young from Bottle by Design wound up winning the Gauntlet for the Gold, which makes sense because Eric Young has had it goes back all the way to almost the beginning of TNA. He was one, he's almost a TNA original. So uh, for, like I said, they, were, they got a lot of throwbacks and a lot of history that they're bringing into this uh, 20th anniversary. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of guys and a lot of girls from TNA past that ends up being in this pay-per-view on the 19th of June. So um, we're gonna, they're still working on the card. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more um, matches than those that I just named. And... Uh, We'll see what happens. So,
0: um, you got anything for me, KG? I had to unmute myself once again. Uh, so what time they're gonna put this belt on uh on Jordan Grace? 'Cause it's been too long before since she had a belt on her waist. When they're gonna put <laughs> oh speaking of which Lord Jesus, please tell me you seen the power bomb she executed. I want to say that was either earlier this week or last week. She power bombed the grown ass man with ease.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I saw it. That was on television. Yeah, I saw it.
0: And all I could think to myself is why is she not coming up? Why, when they did the crossover? Why why was she not running through the women's division of AEW like X lax I mean
1: I have no clue. I wish I could I wish I had an answer for you, but I have no clue. Um I wondering I wondered that myself. And uh, I'm thinking, it, I'm thinking it may be because of her contract, mm. but then again, they're, they're goddamn folks who have exclusive contracts that I mean, they're still with them and can, and if they get a relationship, they go off and do whatever. But you know, I don't know, I really don't know. Before we move on,
0: let me throw this out there, I'm gonna throw it out there now because I don't think I've ever seen anybody do it. If I had to pick a dream match, a fatal four way of women. Jordan Grace versus the ninth wonder of the world China versus Tamina versus Nia Jax. All strong women. No slouches, not no knock against any other woman that has that's wrestling now, has come before. And your special guest referee is Nyla Rose. It's gonna be some bloodshed in, in that match i don't know i'm not gonna say who's gonna come out the winner but i would pay money to watch it i tell you that
1: that's an interesting four-way that is an interesting four-way now uh before we go into the next one i want to do i do want to state that there is a pay-per-view going on right now here in the area Uh, there is capital collision for new japan strong uh, it is going on. It, it may be over now because it started at a seven o'clock. But um, uh, let me see if I let me see if there's been any. Um, and I'm going on New Japan uh, pro, pro New Japan Pro Wrestling website to see if it's been updated as to this. Uh, to see if there's any results. There's only one match really that had any um, real significance. Uh, so they do have they do have the results on here. Um, they did It looks like they added a match from what I saw on, earlier, um, but it was um, an undercard match. It was uh, Kevin Knight won of the LA. Dojo versus Nick Camarado, which Camarado wound up winning. And Camarado is AEW, so uh, for, it's with um, QT Marshall with the factory. Uh, they had Renda Rita, who wound up losing to Carl Fredericks. Um, you had a 10-man a a ten a ten um, a tag with Fred Rosser, David Finley, Tonga Loa, Yu- Yuya Yurimura, and the DKC going up against uh, Team Filthy of Tom Lawler, Royce Isaacs, Jarrell Nelson, Jr. Kratos, and Danny Limelight, of which Danny Limelight wound up getting the pin on D.K.C. You had uh, Chase Owens, who uh, is one half of the I.W.G.P. Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, who you defeated the Great O'Con, which was half of uh, the, was tag which was tag team champions with Jeff Cobb. That's where Chase Owens and Bad Luck got their belts. Who they got their belts from? You had an eight-man tag with um, the United Empires, Aaron Hanari, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and Jeff Cobb going up against uh, the team of TMDK, Jonah, Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and bad dude Tito. And uh, TDMK wound up winning that match. Um, You had Minoru Suzuki, who wound up losing to Brody King. Brody King being part of the House of Black and AEW and Minoru Suzuki, the leader of Suzuki Goon. You had Tomohiro Ishii who wound up beating Eddie Kingston. You had and uh, right now, um, uh, I guess I guess they haven't gotten to this one right now or are still in progress. Jay White and Hikaleo versus uh, Kazuchika Okada and Rocky Romero. That match being interesting because. Hikaleo is the brother of Tamatanga and Tongaloa, the Gorillas of Destiny, who got kicked out of the Bullet Club. Jay White being the leader of the Bullet Club. Hikaleo not, have, not being kicked out, but not relinquishing his position within Bullet Club as of yet. For on Friday, on yesterday, during New Japan Strong, the two of them actually had a match of which Jay White wound up winning as part of his US of J tour. And at the end of the match, Hikaleo, Hikaleo, uh, Jay White put up the two suite for him to say, OK, are you with us or you or aren't you? And Hikaleo gave him the two sweet back. So he did give his allegiance, but is, did he really give his allegiance? I mean, these are his brothers. There's a blood. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But what's not the main event, and when the match that, uh, and um, I don't see, a I don't see a, um, which could be the main event, should be the main event. And I don't see a, uh, um, a decision that was made on this at this time. But the four-way match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, Hiro- Hiroshi Tanahashi, the champion going up against John Moxley, Will Ospreay and Juice Robinson. So uh, I'll let you know what's going on with those two matches. Um, next uh, on the next show uh, to see um, where the, where that happens because that match those two matches have implications as far as the Bullet Club and then with the title match you know where they go where those four go from that match because they all have beef with each other and all of them can be matches within each other you know against each other at some point so um we'll see where that goes uh, on the way uh, as, as that goes along um and also tonight 4 a.m will be the start of the best of the super juniors tournament i went through the card or the, or the uh, entrance of to the tournament last week so that tournament will be starting up soon which will end which should end i believe uh first week of june sometime so I'll keep you posted as to what's going on with that the winner of that being the um number one contender for the um junior heavyweight championship or if the junior champion at this point being Taji Shimori be and he is in the tournament if he does win he will get his choice of contenders of who he will uh, defend the title against so um we'll see what happens with that and um I get from that we can move on To our next subject sir
0: New promotions Rumored (laughs) Now this right here Was a big one the last week Or two everybody coming out With you know this Promotion and that promotion they want to start This they want to start that and I thought about it. I was like Hell if we had the capital I say we start our own You know
1: Oh it'd be great
0: Just a thought.
1: It, it, would, it would be one. It would be wonderful. The first thing I, the first thing I would do is go get the Pan African World Diaspora World Heavyweight Championship involved. Of course, that's just me. Well, i I'd make that. I, I would make that our main championship until we decide to, you know, pull a, to pull the pull of ECW and have somebody come out and say. Now this is my title. (laughs) I'm making this the world title. Yeah. So yeah. So. But uh, yes, there has been some interest. There's there's been some interesting stories coming out, and um, one of them, which there's not a lot of news on this one, but I'm bringing it up only because it's been it's been brought up during a podcast. And it's not been like I said, it's not really a lot of news about it because they're keeping it pretty much under wraps for right now. But on the um, My World podcast with Jeff Jarrett and Conrad Thompson over the past month or so, Conrad.
0: Let, let me say this. Uh-huh. Conrad Thompson has to be the James Brown of podcast. And I thought I did a lot of work. Conrad Thompson does a podcast with literally everybody. I bet if we called him right now and be like, look, we just want you to say it once a month, he'd probably be like, okay, yeah, I can fit that in. He does a podcast with everybody. I love that dude.
1: Not to mention his StarCast stuff that he does, and he's and he's already said that Starcast will be a part of Slammer, or not Slam-verse, but um uh, SummerSlam weekend. So he's got so he's gonna he's gonna have a presence there as well. But Conrad Thompson has been dropping little gems and little hints saying that he's going to start his own wrestling promotion. Now, he's playing it off like, you know, where there's rumors and innuendo around saying that I'm going to do this. You know, I'm not really going to do it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he's already talking about how he's been talking. He's already said something about being in talks with someone or some people about getting this done. Um, it's being hinted by him that Jeff Jarrett may have something to do with it. Just with the timing of it, I'm guessing this might have something to do with Freddie Prince Jr.'s organization, but I'm just guessing. I'm just going along with the timing of everything because Conrad is saying something about, he said something on his last podcast with Jeff Jarrett about something happening within the next 24 months. Freddie Prince Jr. is saying that he wants to have something going on with his organization within the next 18. So six in one hand, half a dozen in the other six months isn't going to make that much of a difference in trying to get put something together like this. So, You know, you never know. So I'll continue listening and I'll continue getting these little gems and I'll keep I'll bring I'll bring them up as I feel that they're relevant. And we'll go from there. Now, the other promotion that is being brought out brought up is through the authors of pain. Now, who are, now, I don't know if how many of you remember the Office of Pain from NXT. Um, they wound up getting moved to w, to the main roster of WWE, and it didn't really work out with them. I mean, they had the thing with um, Paul Elring, uh, the, the former manager of the Road Warriors, and, the, and they wound up cutting them, him, them loose, or him loose. Um, they wound up getting let go some time ago, and they haven't really done anything within the wrestling world at all, uh, they haven't done anything, period. So um, it has been released, a story that has come out, and I'm looking at a The story is coming from, the story I'm looking at right now, I believe is coming from Ringside News, where there was a press release that states, and this is from Nottingham, England, Silmani And Densa, which is their last names, formerly known as the Authors of Pain, are proud to announce the launch of a brand new professional wrestling promotion. And I'm quoting from the press release. Wrestling Entertainment Series, which is going to be the name of their organization, will debut on June 4th, live from Motor Point Arena in Nottingham, England and will be available to watch around the world on Fight TV. Some of the biggest names of professional wrestling will all be announced very soon for the celebratory kickoff event. WES already has an action packed schedule in place for the remainder of 2022 with several yet to be revealed dates across Europe and the Middle East. So um, they are talking about. Uh, they are. They already said that they are going to be doing something in Dubai, and they haven't really. They haven't named any wrestlers that they're they're working with, but they have said that the AOP will reunite during this event, and will have a match during this event. So um, that's the only thing that they have uh, said as far as the card on June 4th is concerned. So, um, very interesting. AOP uh, coming together to start up their own wrestling promotion. What do you think?
0: Well, number one, their release from WWE stupid because they the feud that they had, I believe it was with the War Raiders at one point turned Viking Raiders. Could have been something massive. It could have been something beautiful, something big, but they screwed the pooch on that. Uh, To say that they've been quiet this whole time, maybe that's what they've been doing. They've been acquiring talent and getting everything they need to do this. I, I think it could be successful because the thing is every other promotion is popping up in the U S this is the first one that I've heard. That's not in the U S
1: right. And, so. the fact that they're, and the fact that they're going through Europe and the middle East. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, you got a lot, you got a lot of companies that are trying to hit that Indian market, you know, especially like, um, a, uh, AEW and, um, with that new guy, with that, uh, basketball player that they got with Jay lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Uh, Impact Wrestling has always had a following within um, within the Asian market or within the Asian market as far as uh, India is concerned. So, um, and they've got three wrestlers right now that are uh, Indian that they're doing a big storyline with. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 for, them to, for them to keep this outside of the United States is smart. Plus, you've got a lot of wrestlers who are very known within the United States who can't who have problems with visas, can't get some things done because of COVID, uh, just or just haven't been able to get any work here in the United States worth making that trip for. So especially in especially in Europe and Germany and the UK and in, and and places of that nature. So you know there's a lot of talent out there. So in those areas. So I mean for them to stay, stick around in the in the Middle East and in the UK and the, in Europe is smart of them not to try to bring this into the United States. So I commend them for that. That's smart that's smart thinking.
0: Think about this also. You're putting it you say Dubai and you're talking in the Middle East and the Middle East their big shows is what Perry likes to call the blood money shows of WWE. Imagine if in between those shows, they're getting that money. That's hella money to be sitting on right there. Like right. Hey, this is this is smart money. Smart move. I, I like it. I'm not even gonna lie, I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Uh, I wish them luck, and like it's like I said, uh, they will be on fight TV on June 4th, the first this first uh card that they have. So um if I'm able to catch it, I will let you know about it. Um I will follow up on it and uh we'll see what happens with it. I wish him the best of luck.
0: Most definitely. I I have the same. This could this could be who groundbreaking. I like this. I like this move. Uh last but not least, AEW and Impact. They are back. In stride again. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: well, well, it's looking like it might be. It's looking like it might be. I mean, look at look at what happened here recently. I mean, <laughs> yeah, W Morrissey in a AEW ring. Wrestling for them. You got others that are coming into a, you go know, kind of making appearances. You know, you got Deonna Purrazzo going in and out with the uh, Ring of Honor Championship and the AAA Championship. Uh, they said that they were going to end that relationship a few months back. But um looks like they're just putting it on hiatus, you know, kind of not to, you know, overstay their welcome, so to speak. So... You know, hey, it, it may, maybe it wasn't just maybe it wasn't a, a goodbye. It was just a see you later.
0: Mm-hmm. Because uh, goodbye don't mean gone at all.
1: And then you got this show coming up. They still haven't put together a full card for this bidden door. I mean, you got all you got a lot. You got a lot of different aspects. A little. Little things going on with with a between AEW and Impact right now. I mean, you got all the Ring of Honor stuff. You got all the uh, Impact uh, titles that are up for grabs. You now, Sammy Guevara and Tyakanti has uh, Ty Conte has that mixed uh, a triple A mixed tag title that they got now. I mean, you got you got all this stuff going on. I mean, they could make this could like like. Like Don said the other week, this could be your super show.
0: This is what I've been doing right. for for three years. Three years. This could, be, this could be
1: a full-packed four-hour show, easily.
0: Mm. And people will pay for it. I mean, it, it it it's cliche, but if you build it, they will come. You build a big show like that, and it's cross-brand, cross-promotion, They're going to come out the woodwork. And, oh, man, if AEW does this right, and I don't think they ever should have closed the door on this forbidden door with Impact because it was so much that was left undone. You know?
1: And think about it. Think about it. And, again, timing is everything. You just gave the Briscoes your title, the Impact World Championship. really (laughs) really you got the briscoes with the impact title ftr with triple a and ring of honor
0: you you, and ftr you got to do ftr like (laughs) you did the dudley's and when the dudley's were in tna And they had the TNA championships and the New Japan championships. They were showing up on TNA TV like that. Then they went to New Japan and showed up like that. You gotta do them like that. And then possibly, possibly, not saying that they exceed the Dudleys in any way, shape, or form. Put the team, put the impact tag team championships on. Make a mark men in three different, three different promotions. Do that for me. See the possibilities are are endless.
1: That or do that with the Briscoes. The Briscoe, the Briscoe, the Briscoes aren't signed to it, aren't really signed to I mean they may have a contract with Impact now. But and they are signed with AEW. They could be signed through Ring of Honor, being that they're ring, I mean the Ring of Honor staples. I mean how can you have Ring of Honor and not sign the Briscoe's? imagine now they would have they would probably have to clear it with AAA to put the belts on the Briscoes but why wouldn't you to have the Get briscoes up. go to Mexico?
0: Oh my goodness like I said, the possibilities are endless
1: I mean come on I believe the Briscoes are right now the PWG Tag Team championship champions. So they're going around collecting belts left and right. They they are the modern-day Dudley, Dudley Dudley-slash-road warriors. They are our modern-day road They are our tag team like that. They're going around collecting, just like FTR is. But FTR is signed with somebody. They're kind of hamstrung, so to speak. But the Briscoes can go anywhere they want. Do anything they want, go anywhere they want. So, if I get a, if in, the only reason I would now, it's smart to put the titles on the Briscoes because they would travel. But why would you do it? Why did, Why Why now? Because there's a possibility they're gonna put them on that card. The Impact Tag Team Championships on a big show like Forbidden Door? Why not do it? Makes sense, don't it? It makes absolute sense.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You give me this big show. You do all of this work. And I'm not going to get paid off for none of this. And I should be. I should be. I should be sitting... Pretty right now. Mm. I mean,
1: I mean, for 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 a wrestling fan that was disappointed in wrestling maybe ten years ago and decided to stop stop watching, you know, for them not to be at least interested at this point, something's wrong. You were never a wrestling fan to start with. Let me you know, see what you it's it's a, it's a it's a lot it's a lot going on in the wrestling world and not just what you see on television you know so so and 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 it's it, it, it's it's wonderful i mean this take this takes me back to when i was you know back in my early teens and whatnot when it was still nwa and you had all and you had all of those territories going after one champion. You know, trying to trying to trying to figure out who's going to be next in line. Was the next champion going to come out of a territory in Tennessee, Florida, Kansas City? You know, New York, wherever. You know, what's going yeah. to happen next? You know, this is that type thing. Yeah. This is a, this 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 is, this is this is what this is. A, you can have the same tag team go to five different organizations and hold their belt.
0: And I love that. Now you said 12 years ago. I'm thinking more along the lines of I'll say 13, 14 years about 13 years ago. Well, I said 10, I said
1: 10, but I could yeah, say 15. I, like you
0: said, I, I'll say 13. I, said 10, when, I can say
1: 15. But yeah, I mean, you know, back back when Back when WWE was the only show, was the only was the only, they had the monopoly on everything.
0: When I, I say thirteen, because that was when you know this is the time that I talk about when WWE was really good, but TNA was good too, and TNA had that that working relationship with New Japan, but then New Japan and Ring of Honor all came on TV during a single weekend, and I used to watch uh, WWE replays in Spanish. because because i i i couldn't i wasn't home on monday nights but i watched the replay on in spanish and kept up with everything and it was such a great time because you had so much talent floating around through those organizations and it was like one was trying to outdo the other then next thing you know you got the rise of the main event mafia you know uh Next thing you know, the nexus is coming. You got this new crop of of young guys coming in. And it it was just, it was a beautiful time in wrestling all the way across the board. It was never a dull moment. Not in New Japan, not in Ring of Honor, not in TNA, not in WWE. It wasn't a dull moment. That's how it feels right about now. We got news and all the news got you snapping your neck back and forth, but it's all getting you excited for what? Possibly can go down.
1: See, I'm gonna take you back a little bit in my history when it comes to wrestling. Okay, so back in the back in the like early 80s when the cable boom was just getting started. You know, you had to, you know, you had you had cable going and the TBS was just getting started. You know, what I'm saying, and uh, my father, my father wasn't a, wasn't into cable. He didn't believe in cable. He didn't think that cable was gonna last. So what he ended up doing was, he got a satellite dish. So I come home from school one day, and I would cut, co- and I would come through the front door, you know, front yard and everything. Cut through the front yard, get to go through the front door. I go into the living room, and I just happen to look out the window, and I see this big ass dish sitting in the middle of my backyard and I'm like what the hell I mean when I say big satellite dish I'm talking about it look like NASA in my backyard I mean this thing was huge one of them old school like metal ones two- uh, yeah I'm talking about straight out of NASA I'm talking <laughs> about an actual real to life satellite dish yep. and I'm like what's that and he's like well I had a choice between cable and getting this, and I figured I can get more on this, and it's gonna last longer. So, you know, I, you know, but I had fun with that thing. I, I bet had, you did. It had, it had two boxes. It had two boxes. It had the, bo- the receiving box, and then it had the, the, dial, the box that you actually use to dial the coordinates in to move it. Mm. So, I was, I would sit there, and I would like punch in coordinates, and watch move. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's cool as hell. I mean, I was watching New Japan back in the early 80s. I was watching AAA. I was watching stuff out of you out of the UK. I was watching I was watching all kinds of wrestling. Hmm. When 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 nobody knew who Stephen Regal was, I knew when Stephen Regal came into WCW, I knew who Steven Regal was before he was William Regal. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I knew. When Ray Mysterio Jr. made it to ECW and Psychosis and all those and, and La Parca and all those, all those Mexican wrestlers came into ECW. I knew who they were because I watched them on my television. You know, both kids being oh, did you did you see oh yeah yeah whatever all right yeah I knew that I knew about I know about them yeah he had a, he they had, a, they had a, he had him he, he had a match with him and a tag team with such and such and so and so back about two months ago and you know in Mexico and you know that's that's where those, those titles that they had that they keep switching off those are that they tag team championships those are. They're tag team champions in Mexico, and that's their championships. Those aren't individual championships. That's why they look alike. You know, I'm, I'm telling, and, and, and folks are looking at me like, "Yeah, I'm that
0: dude.
1: Mm. <laughs> I'm that dude." Okay, so yeah, I, yeah I, so I this, this, all the everything going on now reminds me of that. You know. Asking my parents to stay up on a Saturday night at midnight to watch Bonnie Blackstone and, um, damn, I just had his name. I just had his name. Um, Joe Petticino and Bonnie Blackstone do a six-hour show on nothing but wrestling. They talked about wrestling from all over the world in their show. And I and, also, and I and I I will watch that show. It will end at six o'clock. Two hours of sleep. Get up to go to church.
0: <laughs>
1: fall asleep in church. Fall asleep <laughs> in church. Come back, eat dinner, fall asleep again <laughs> from the eyes, <ice, laughs> and then be ready for school Monday. So I can so I can so I can, so I can tell folks, like, hey. look. You know? Did you see what happened? Did you hear what happened with the, in 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 the UK with this match? And did you see this guy? And you know, yeah. So yeah, I've been doing this a while, folks.
0: <laughs> well, I, I will say this: I, I didn't I didn't grow up with the with the satellite. We chose cable, and having cable, even when we didn't have cable, you know, you could always watch NWA, and it seemed like. NWA came on every damn night. Uh, but and WWE was only on, on, on Saturday mornings and possibly Saturday night main event. But to be able to watch that and watch growing up watching Sting and, 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 and Rick Flair go at it. Uh only when I when I got to that that realm that you were at, where I could watch stuff from around the country, but not just around the country, but around the world, that was about 2003. We got direct TV. I was still living at home. That was November, November 1st, 2003. I never forget it because uh, that Saturday, it was a Saturday. We got it the Thursday before Floyd Mayweather for Antonio Tarver for the first time. And uh, uh, I had a date that night and she came on and watched the fight with me. But to be able to watch everything across the country, we had the East Coast channels, the Midwest channels. And then we had the Mountain Channel. Then you had the West Coast Channel. So I never missed a thing.
1: Right.
0: And I mean, when I say sports, you got the Red Zone Channel now. Direct TV had a channel that showed every game in progress on at one time. And then you could pick the, what channel to go to to watch that game live. It wasn't, no, oh, let me give you an update. No, you watched it live. It did it for basketball and it did it for football. It did it for hockey and it did it for baseball. I binge watched a lot of sports at that time. I didn't sleep very much. I don't sleep very much now, but I damn sure didn't sleep back then. Wrestling. If you miss wrestling on the East Coast, you could catch it in the next time zone on a, and while you never leaving the house. Satellites are beautiful. If cable did this, people wouldn't mind paying as much money for cable as they do if cable actually did these things. But you talking about right. that big satellite dish and hitting the dial. I, I remember... Aunt and uncle, they had one down in uh, god, what part of Virginia was that? It was deep down in Virginia, but you had to hit the dial to turn it. To turn the, I don't think it really was a satellite dish, I think it was more of an antenna than anything. But you had to turn the dial just to get the, 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 uh, the signal right, and then if you went too far, you had to just pinch it back just a little. I remember those days, but it seemed like life was simpler, but you didn't miss anything, you could binge watch everything that you liked. That's just a great time, and you talk about feeling like that right now. Cheese, man,
1: that that's deep right there. That's that's deep, deep. I like that. Yeah, this. Yeah, it was. That was a fun time for me, you know. Hey. And uh, and and uh, and and, and like I said, I just, I, I would just sit at night, you know, on like on a Friday night when I knew I didn't have school the next day, and and they would, my parents would just let me. Play with just just to see, and I would have a notebook with the coordinates that I would find actual channels on, and I'd be like, okay, well, okay, I found I found Mexican wrestling, okay, six o'clock in the morning on Friday night, and I and I'd be like, oh, well, can I can I stay up and watch watch wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead, you know, it's all good. So yeah. As long as I got my, as long as I got my chores done, got my homework, you no, know. man. They 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 figure they figure if I if I, if if they use wrestling as a, they weaponize wrestling to make me work in school, <laughs> it, worked. it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. It sure did.
0: Now I will say this, and and you know, you took it back further than I did. I, and I take it back to, uh, what did I say, two thousand. Eight, nine, ten around that time. I was living in my own apartment. I was living by myself. And, you know, modest apartment. My modest little one bedroom. With my hardwood floors. But Saturday, I worked Sunday through Thursday. So I had Friday night. And I worked at night. I had Friday night and Saturday night off. So when I came home on Thursday. I'm sorry. When I came home on Friday morning. That was normally grocery store and everything. But Saturday morning when I got up. That was cleanup time. So while I'm cleaning up, I'm watching a replay of wrestling from that week in Spanish. I might take a nap, might go out, but I guarantee you, 1:32 o'clock in the morning, I'm watching Ring of Honor. And then after Ring of Honor, New Japan came on. matter of fact, it came on our DC affiliate, WJLA Channel 7 ABC. Uh, it came on there back to back. You could watch wrestling. Then after a while, they just... Took it off, they was just like, Yeah, we're well, we not gonna show it anymore. And I found it on another channel. I found because uh, I think Jim Ross is doing what was he doing, Ring of Honor, or New Japan? Which one he did one for a little bit after he left WWE?
1: He did, he did, he did um, New Japan for a while. He was a commentator for he did some of the biggest shows for New Japan before they got Kelly Kelly. Yeah, and the thing is,
0: that's what made me stop because I was flipping through channels and I heard his voice. And I stopped. Hooked ever since because I heard good old JR. To be able to go through and see that amount of wrestling. Like I, granted, we got the internet now. We a lot more sophisticated than we were 10, 15 years ago. You got the internet, you know, you can pretty much pull up anything and live in real time and everything. But at that time, you know, you had the internet, but it wasn't showing stuff like this. And to have that at your fingertips, whether it was with you with the satellite and, you know, me lucking up on cable. That feeling of watching something you love, it cannot be matched. And, you know, it it only comes, I, I would say, we only got maybe five years of this. And what are we in? Probably like year number two of this. Maybe three. And we only get it in a five year capsule. And then, you know, it's on to the next one. But I, I hope this is a, a run that lasts longer than five years now. Because not only are you bringing old fans back, like the boss BJ hasn't really watched a lot of wrestling over the years. You know, he kind of walked away from it because it, it seemed repetitive to him. This man sat down and watched both nights. Of WrestleMania had comments, talked about it. We actually talked about it earlier this week where Bianca Belair made a statement that uh her match with Becky Lynch should have headline and main event at WrestleMania. And I told You're him I was sure? like, I agree. I agree. He sure. was like, I agree too. He's like, I love Stone, and he's a big Stone Cold fan. He says, I love Stone Cold. I think that that you know that should have been before because of how good of a moment it was but you had to ride that wave out and go out after at the end of that night with bianca Belair winning the championship over becky lynch at wrestlemania that had to be your main event and for him to say that uh, it's letting me know that this time that we're in as far as wrestling is bringing all the old fans back but it's also bringing in new fans Every organization, every pro- promotion, you got to read the room. You got to listen to your fans. Because that's what's putting... Damn, my hands getting in the way. I don't know what to do with my hands. That's putting butts in the seats. That's what's putting money in your pocket. This feeling right here that we're talking about, if you could bottle that feeling and make it for more than a five-year run, it's going to translate to money. Just saying. And...
1: well. That's going that that five year run that you're talking about is going to depend on two things really. It might be the way WWE decides to do the next two years, and how AEW decides to handle all of the originals that they had originally signed. Because you're coming up on their third year. Mm-hmm. A lot of those contracts that they had with those original folks are coming up. So, how are they going? to Who are they going to re-sign? Who are they going to let go? Who are they going to pick up? Who are they going to pass by? I mean, you're going to see a lot. You're going to you're going to see something Wednesday because you got two matches in the uh, Owen Hart Cup match tournament. Samoa Joe and Dr. Britt Baker both have matches against mystery opponents. They're jokers, so to speak. So there's a lot of speculation as to who they're going to be. Now, nobody really knows who's going to be Britt Baker's opponent. There's really no speculation as to who that's going to be. But a lot of people have different ideas as to who Samoa Joe is going up against. And the consensus, if true, is going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. Speaking of uh, the Owen
0: Hart Cup and seeing his family there, which is absolutely awesome. Quick question, and I wasn't sure, and I meant to ask you this when I seen it. Brett and Martha not getting along too well, are they?
1: There has been some animus, to say the least, with those two. Um, Brett is, I think Brett is a little upset as to the way Martha is holding back on people actually speaking about Owen, uh, honoring, so to speak, Owen um Talking about Owen in any way, you know, for this, for AEW to pull off this this, this tournament and having and have been able to use the Owen Hart name and Owen Hart Foundation and involving the family in it like this, you know, I don't know what he told Martha, I don't know what he said to her, but apparently. It got to her to the point where she was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Because I mean, you got FTR making trunks. You got everybody. You got about five, six different wrestlers using a sharpshooter. You know, you got, you know, you got a uh, Chris Jericho telling stories on on air about Owen and you know his relationship with Owen and you know it's it's. I mean, it's good. You know, it's good that they're bringing him back up. But you know, I'm just wondering what that deal was. I'd love to see what that to know what that deal was that he got with Martha.
0: Maybe just maybe, Chris Jericho could have been the catalyst in that. And I say that because you know, Owen Hart was Chris Jericho's inspiration to join. You know, to 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 get into wrestling. Right. So it may be could have. It, that's what it may be. I mean, that's the, the love right there. The, the, the love of Owen Heart as a legend. I, I'm, I'm, the reason why I asked about Brett is because I'm like, okay, when it's time to pre- present, you know, the cup, everybody has to be there. Because this is a chance to honor Owen, and WWE will never get the chance to do it. So if it's going to be done, here it is. Let's do it. But
1: yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that whole that, that family will be there front and center. I don't know if Brett will be there. Yeah. That, that's what I'm worried about. Brett 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 would be the question. I mean, because there was a rumor going around that Brett was supposed to be in some type of match as a manager for FTR um at some point. That mat they Brett the FTR is going to be with Brett at some show outside of AEW uh sometime next month. But I'm not sure, I forget where it's going to be and exactly what date what the date is. But they are supposed to be getting together for, some, for a show somewhere, uh, at some point. But I wouldn't see why they wouldn't have Brett there. I mean, Brett was there to present the world, the, the original world championship. So, indeed, he was. Well, so there is a relationship there, so we'll see.
0: Let's let let's put a pin in that because we of course we're gonna keep an eye on it. But let's put a pin in that because we are approaching two hours, and I don't know if we were slotted for two hours.
1: But uh, you know, hey, when when the two of us get together, it's always <laughs> two hours. It's that <laughs> other one yeah. that wants to make the ten minute ten minute shows and whatnot. It's always <laughs> two hours with us. So I mean, let's, we're just being consistent.
0: Well, that is true, and and you know my 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 question would be, uh what they gonna do fires? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: We just put out. We just we just put out two hours of gold. What you talking about?
0: Hey, what you gonna do? Fire me? I like to and see it, you hey, try. And there might
1: be, and there might be some things that we scoop somebody on. So I mean, hey,
0: hey
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: That is true. But we need to get out of here. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow morning. Keep on the lookout tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. A uh, little Sunday rise, might even be a Sunday lay down. I don't know. Depends on how everybody feel. But
1: all any- I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna say is, tomorrow the words Carolina Hurricanes need to come out your mouth because we won Game Seven tonight and we move on into the Stanley Cup Championship.
0: Well, I, yeah,
1: yeah, buddy. I,
0: I can't <laughs> say that the Capitals. <laughs> I cannot oh, well, say uh, that. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you a. I'll get you I'll get you a bandwagon agreement. You know, right quick. You know, I can. I'm, I can send okay. that over to you. you I'm know, okay. You can come on over for a little bit. You know, we'll accept you till the end of the season. You know,
0: I'm I'm, I'm okay because the term that Mister Tony used to use has come back around, and that is choking dogs. <laughs> So yeah, there's that. So I guess hey I, I, I only want to talk hockey, man. I'm I'm hurt because I want Ovi to win another cup. I want him to win another cup before he sails off into the sunset. And the sun is getting mighty low, big fella. So
1: well, we haven't won one since 05, so I'm I'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm I'm enjoying this while I can. You know, another, yeah. another 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 championship in the Car- in the Carolinas. I, I'll take it any way I can get it. Mm, mm, mm.
0: Well, we 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 definitely have to have to talk about that, but I can't talk about it right now. I'm still emotional. So <laughs> that's the newbie and sumo. I'm the big guy, KG. And normally I would have something to say, but uh I will say. Diversify your bonds, bitches. Kanichi Why?